Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Introduce you to the third place finalist in the <laughs> annual Hubbard Chili Kickoff. Jennifer Fritch, everybody. Nice work. Yeah, right. Yay. Yay. Good job. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And this was a new recipe, right? Um, Yeah, the fun thing is, I think I actually saw this recipe pop up on my Facebook page. It was called Slow Cooker Crack Chili Chicken. Anything was crack in the title. And I was like, you know, why not? So I actually put it together the night before, and Tim and I sampled it yesterday morning. It was the first time that I had eaten it. It was very good. And it was good. But then there was a guy down in uh, our 2060 digital apartment, the guy that runs it, Steve. Mm -hmm. He was like, you're cheating. I was like, what do you mean I'm cheating? Like, I've never even tried this before. He's like, you put bacon in this, and that is going to win hands down. Bacon, Uh, and I'm like. I asked her, what was the crack? And she's like, it's bacon. Even even Roy from the afternoon show was like, it's so smoky. Did you smoke meat? I'm like, no, I I put a pack of already cooked black label bacon crumbles in there. Ta-da! <laughs> well, it was the recipe up. funny yesterday because Tim was like, you know, the winners of these things, it's usually like the BS chilies that aren't really chilly, you know? Yeah, but I do think I do think <laughs> the first place chili was like a real chili, right, Tim? Because well, I told Scott him that. first or second? Scott was first, but I told him the same thing. I was like, it's always the ones that don't, that, you know, they're like white chicken chili or the ones that are like obscure. It's not usually like it's, traditional. It's not normally like chili. just a regular chili. Yeah. Right. Is there anybody that's super competitive? I think Scott. Yeah. Because yeah, I took a picture of him and he held up his finger and was like, I'm number one. <laughs> his was a white chicken chili of some sort. Oh, it was? I think so. Oh, so then there you go. Huh. But even yesterday, Fritz was like, I never win this thing, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, but right? I don't. I feel pressure to enter to win because I'm on the fun committee. Well, you better. And I'm constantly telling people, you need to enter. You need to enter. So I feel the pressure like, you gotta I walk have the to walk. enter. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, look at you, third place. Yep. Yeah. That's so not I, bad. I would like to thank my fans. Top three out of how <laughs> many entries them. were there? Four? No, five? like nine. Ten. Ten. I think I was number <laughs> ten. Nine or ten. Really? That was it? Yes. I remember when there were like five. 30. Well, that's the problem. Nobody wants to put in the work, sis. And nobody. everybody, but everybody wants everybody to eat. wants to eat, and nobody wants to put in the work. Well, like, I think it's time for the fun committee to put out an all sin email about that. Maybe well, we do some sort of uh, you have to reach X amount of chilies for it to even move forward. Yeah, maybe. we don't even have it till there's eighteen entered or something. Or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because Jen's right. Back in the day, we had. I don't even know if you were God, here. I can remember. Yes, were you here when they had all the tables that yep. were like forty? Yep. It was crazy. Yeah. The digital people are like, ah, oh, there's so much pressure from this. Yeah, but fun you know committee. what? When the same people win every year, though, too, then Scott. it stops being fun for also, everybody. By the way, else. they asked like, to why be in on it, Jeff. They asked if they could be there. They don't even want to talk to you. <laughs> well, you know, that happens. Well, congratulations. Thank you. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102.
always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Chris Rock evidently took that Oscar slap for nothing <laughs> because Will Smith and Jada Pinkett weren't even together when it happened. Yeah. This is crazy. This is a bombshell that dropped yesterday. Jada is out promoting her new memoir, Worthy, in which she reveals that they've been living separate lives. She and Will Smith have been living separate lives since 2016. That's seven years if you do the math. That's a long time. Yeah, she admitted this on the Today Show yesterday with an exclusive interview with Hoda Kotb. I feel like you're a straight talker. I am. Except you're not sometimes. Yeah. So why do that? Like, what was the reason? I think just not being ready yet. Mm. Still trying to figure out between the two of us how to be in partnership, right? In regards to how do we present that to people, you know? And we hadn't figured that out. And that would explain why they didn't share the news sooner, like when word came out about Jada's so-called entanglement with August Alsina or after the slap. But uh, in that interview with Hoda, she said uh, they're actually not technically divorced and they're not planning to file. But they're, they're also partners. not romantically together either. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jada said a lot of things contributed to their split. She said, I think by the time we got to 2016, we were just exhausted from trying. I think we, we both kind of just were stuck in this fantasy of what we thought the other person ought to be. And in a separate interview with people, Jada said that she and Will are going to have to do some real heavy-duty work together to figure out what this partnership is going to look like for them. Because mm -hmm. uh, they have a deep love for each other and they mm -hmm. want to figure that out yeah so it's uh, you know what i'm looking forward to now because you know there are people just scouring through all of her red table talks and when she had will on or when she talked about her marriage with will you know we're going to be seeing all of these clips over the last seven years where she's basically just sitting there and buying lying yeah or, you know coming up with stories or misleading yeah. or well, and that's what's so confusing about the whole thing because i thought the whole premise of red table yeah. talk was it was supposed to be straight talk like i'm putting it all out there yeah. and what you see is what you get and we tell all we're gonna go there yeah because remember she had him crying when she talked about her entanglement and it was all set up like she had screwed around on him and he was devastated and everybody's going on and on about how she's emasculated him. And she still is, it feels like. I mean, I don't know. Like, what is he? Is he going to come out and talk about this, too? I don't know. Did she even have a conversation with him that she was going to put all this in the book? I would think so. I mean, 
at some point, he's got to talk about something. But even her answers with Hoda, like when, when Hoda asked her, you know, why did the marriage fracture? Because you guys just seem so determined and committed. You know, what was why it? Why it fractured? That, that's a lot of things. Yeah. And I think by the time we got to 2016, we were just exhausted with trying. I think we were both kind of still stuck in our fantasy of what we thought the other person should be. Oh. I made a promise that there will never be a reason for us to get a divorce. We will work through whatever. And I just haven't been able to break that promise. But you still live separately. We live separately. Hmm. Well, I guess whatever works for them, right? And it's fascinating. <laughs> I mean, I, I, when did all of the rumors start about the two of them having an open marriage? Oh, years and ago. Was it before 2016? Yes. Yeah, and, it's been and, at least 10 years for that, maybe even longer. You know, that they brought other yeah. people into mm-hmm. the relationship and... Yeah. That they were both, but there were all those rumors too that he was cheating on her, and that's right. why she went out with the August guy. And yeah, it's all true. Everything is somebody true. is going to come out with a timeline and well, detail every single little thing that was done and said. I'm intrigued about how you know there's got to be other LA people that have known this for a long time who have yeah. agreed to keep it hush hush for whatever reason. Because that's interesting too. I mean, just with how. People are able, whether it's a reporter or it's preparazzi or what, are able to find things out that they were be they were able to keep this quiet for seven years. I think a lot of info is going to come out now. Yeah, starting with Will, cats yeah. out of the bag. What do you got, bro? Yeah, everything about this is so odd. Like, <laughs> I, you know, marriages fail all the time. Mm-hmm. And What's the big deal? <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. Right. But, and I, but yeah. if if the marriage isn't working for you and and you can't be together anymore, you know, most people, most empathetic people will understand that. Yeah. You can't continue to live a life together, but. It's not the 1940s anymore. You know, the whole hiding <laughs> it from the world yeah, and everything so was weird. just, that was so bizarre to me. And then, you know, to your point about her entanglement with August Alsina and the Oscar slap, I mean, those were two glaring opportunities for them to say, you know what? Let's just. Here's what's been happening. Yeah. And they didn't they do that. Didn't. By the way, this makes this whole relationship with Chris Rock really interesting uh, because in this upcoming memoir, Worthy, by Jada Pinkett, she reveals that Chris Rock once asked her out. It happened one summer. This was back when there were those rumors that she and Will Smith were divorcing. He called her and said, I'd love to take you out. But when she told him they were not divorcing, then he profusely apologized, and that was that. And then do we think that's why Will Smith has such a problem? Because he asked her out? added to it, maybe? Uh, Well, Jada says that she has had her feelings hurt a lot by Chris over the years, over some other stuff. And she said she thinks it goes back to a misunderstanding they had over the 2016 Oscars. That was the year of the hashtag Oscars So White campaign, uh-huh. which Jada was a very vocal supporter of. Uh, you may recall she even called for a boycott of the show. Oh, yeah. But Chris was the host that year, and she thinks he took that personally mm. because he even made jokes about it in his monologue. Mm. Uh, but anyway, in that same interview, she talked about the slap 
I mean, this is the first time she's really kind of gone there about the slap. And she said that she, like the rest of us, initially thought it was a bit. You know, like they were just play acting. Yeah. She said, I, I was like, there's no way Will just hit him. And it wasn't until Will started to walk back to his chair that she took one look at his face and realized, oh, oh, wow, that was not a skit. Yeah. When and, he's dropping F-bombs on live television. Yeah. And the first thing Jada said to Will once they were alone was, are you okay? <laughs> Jada says that right after the slap during the commercial break, Chris came to the end of the stage. He tried to apologize to her, but she told him, she's like, I can't talk about this now, Chris. This is some old bleep. Wow. And as for the joke that prompted the slap, uh, Jada will not say it offended her. She said, I mean, that's what comedians do. I would just have to say that I'm not really here to make any judgment on how people decide to express themselves and express their art. Mm. So she stops short of saying wow. that, uh, that it bothered Interesting. offended her. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. I think we're going to be hearing a lot about this for weeks to come. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Barbara Walters. Sherry Shepard has a talk show, you know, and she had Joy Behar on yesterday. And they talked about how Barbara once made sweet, sweet love to, of all people, Richard Pryor. I would never put those two together. Sherry found the sound from <laughs> Paul Mooney, a stand-up comedian and longtime collaborator of Richard's, who actually walked in on them in the act. I can't. <laughs> Joy told Sherry, quote, Barbara liked a brother. Well, that's not that shocking because she had a relationship, a, a known relationship with Senator Edward Brooke. Yeah. Uh, from Massachusetts back in the 1970s. And a major crush on former Secretary of State Colin Powell. But... I don't know. When did this happen? <laughs> Richard Pryor is just not Richard, out of everybody. I yeah. know. Was this something that, when did he, he died? When did he die? I don't know. I'll look it up. Um, yeah. I'm, I Did this happen in the 70s? In 2005, the 80s? Was, he died. He was, did, I mean, did this happen before or after he was freebasing Coke and said his After he had that big accident. Fire. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Wow. Did she, was he one of, the world's most fascinating people, and she interviewed him, and that's how they. Yeah, maybe. Met and... I don't know. Like, I, I, I understand her attraction to, you know, a, a military general or, you know, a senator. Yeah. Like, just because of who she is, you know, you as just a assume, reporter, you know, they're, as a journalist. Yes, they're the who's who of the political world, right? But like, Barbara Walters is also. She's so, a woman, like, Jeff. She's so upper crust, though, she's right? She's a woman. In the at, end. At the end of the day. <laughs> she's just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him <laughs> to love her. Thank you, Julia. <laughs> <laughs> that is so, but you know, it, women, we want men who will make us laugh. And maybe none of those other guys were a lick funny. You know? Right. Not oh, yeah. a lick. And then I know, but Richard, Richard Pryor's Pryor. so foul, though, you know? I know, he is. <laughs> Well, maybe Barbara's a dirty like, girl. You I want to be clear. I'm not saying Richard Pryor as a person was foul. You but think his, Barbara his Walters is dirty? Potty girl? mouth. His language and his comedy. His language yeah. and his comedy was pretty, yeah. <laughs> I guess Barbara's got to let it out somehow. She, maybe she likes to be talked to like that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>
Yeah, that's funny. That's an interesting pair. There's this, I guess there's speculation that it happened around 1980 or so when she was interviewing oh. him, I guess. Look at him as there. like a oh, sit down yeah. interview. Look at that. Because people, I don't know, I think this is Us Weekly that I just pulled that up on there saying that I guess she interviewed him back in 1980. So they're speculating it was around that time. Yeah, that photo looks like it was before he blew himself up. Yeah, I think so. Freebasing cocaine. Oh, my God. Because that really changed. Like, he almost changed died. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And it, it did change his appearance quite a bit. Well, he I almost he melted was, his face off. I bet yeah. he was Awful. quite charming, though. He looks like it. Those comedians, I think they got it in them because they're just so creative. Yeah. Creative, super smart guy. Just yeah. not two personalities I would have put together. <laughs> no. It's funny. <laughs> uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? world of pop culture and news. yeah those were some surprising things i know it <laughs> okay <laughs> jesse palmer oh yeah host jesse palmer is hoping the golden bachelor does well i haven't seen ratings for it but you know the bits and pieces that i saw of it was i thought it was pretty compelling and jesse palmer the host is hoping that this will spawn a golden bachelorette he said, I can't speak on behalf of ABC executives or anyone else, obviously, but uh, I think a lot of people are waiting to see how this one goes first. And I know there are thousands of women across America deserving of that. There you go. The Golden Bachelor airs tonight at 8 p.m. on ABC if you want to catch up. I'm sure they'll do a nice long recap at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I've fallen off. Did you, Did you, Jeff? Because I know you and I both watched the first episode. I fell off just because my life at home is in turmoil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Between the sewer and the thermostat. Honest to God, what we are, had to sleep do? in a hotel again last night. You're Why? kidding. This is costing us so much money. Oh, my gosh. For, because of the yard? Yeah, we've run into some additional complications. Oh, and no. More complications with the sewer? Yep. Yep. So there's there's been some added out of pocket expense. Oh God, <laughs> insurance doesn't cover any of this. Uh, no, unfortunately. I mean, this started out as a maintenance issue. You know, it's a fifty something year old house, so it's time. A lot of homes in the neighborhood have slowly been having to do this, handle this, replace the main sewer line, their yeah. main sewer lines. So this is no different, but just the the, the process. And and everything, all the steps, you know, that we've had to go through, have it's just been one snag after another, uh, through no fault of of the plumbers, but you know, there's there's some there's been some unfortunate delays and other things yeah. that you know, on one hand are out of their control, and on the other hand, we're like, well, if we had anticipated and maybe planned this better, yeah, we wouldn't be in the position that we're in. So gotcha. Yeah, see, that's why I will always just build a new one. But the, before things start to go a little sideways. Just walk. It's like, yep, sell it, start over. Start fresh. All of a sudden, everything new. There must be something wrong with her house. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of been with you on that front. Like, I, Most of the houses moved. that I bought have always usually been new ones or, or like newly renovated ones. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, any homeowner that's ever had to go through a main sewer line Oh, issue man. you know we decided to pay extra money to have them 
basically jackhammer the basement and go that route, which was easy for us to do because we don't really have a finished basement. It's kind of yeah. half finished, but it's not a big deal if we jackhammer the yeah the concrete floor. in the basement. So anyway, it was more costly. You know, they're going to put that 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 sleeve in there, and unfortunately, that thing split, and it got snagged, and. There was no way they could retrieve it and go back in there. So ultimately, they ended up having to dig up the front yard anyway, which is just going to, that's going to look like a monstrosity now for the next six months. Sure. As that so why sells. can't you stay in the house? Is there just sewage? Because evidently it intersects with the water line. Oh. So we have no water, so we can't flush. We can't run water. Oh, gotcha. yeah. And you can't live like that. And <laughs> You know, the timing of these repairs is just not worked out and we have to get everything inspected and, you know, you got to call before you dig. So we're coordinating with 811. And so it's Ugh. just we've had to spend a few nights downtown and we've made the best of it. It's just yeah. expensive. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Ugh. Well, Billie Eilish, that song, who sings it? Big T-shirt, Billie Eilish. Oh. oh, yeah. Who is that? That loop gets stuck in I my mind. I know it. It's, it's hilarious. stylish. I know. I'm big t-shirt Billie Eilish. She thinks Bad Guy is objectively the stupidest song in the world, but she also loves it. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's worse. What about that new Barbie song? I think She's there's got worse. <laughs> She says you have to understand you have to you have to have humor in it. Like on that song, I'm trolling. That song is supposed to be goofy, but it's just funny because it's dumb. It's literally like duh. Like what does that mean? Billy says she and her brother Phineas are still fans of their own music, even if it makes them cringe. She said, "I love my own music, and it definitely just changes and morphs with me." There's something incredibly soothing about her voice, though. Like even totally. if she's like even these ballads that you know we feel. Oh, my God. Our death in morning drive radio yes. because we like more of an upbeat energy level in the morning. But there, there is just something about her voice, man, that just is so soothing. Yeah. Like you want her to read you a story so you can just fade off tonight. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. totally. I think she does do one of those calm. Isn't that what it's called? The calm app where they like have celebrities come on and like talk to you. And oh, does she various, do that? I think she does do. One I got to find that app. Yeah, I think it's calm. If I don't know, I'll look it up. There is a calm app. Yeah, I, I loved her interview with David Letterman. Oh, yeah, for sure. That was. Yeah, she's just great. Did she talk like. Did she answer questions as she sings? No, but she talked about how she has Tourette's and she had a lot of ticks going on during the, the interview. interview. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And it's on Netflix if Super you want to watch it. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yep. Another <laughs> rumor that's been floating around, a story going around that Cher had her 47-year-old son, Elijah Blue Almond, kidnapped. I heard that. Yeah. This is according to Elijah's estranged wife. Cher hired four men to abduct him from a New York City hotel room as part of an apparent drug intervention. Cher is saying it is not true. She's saying what did happen. She's not saying what did happen, but she did say, I'm a mother. This is my job one way or another to help my children. You do anything for your children. Whenever you can help them, you just do it because that's what being a mother is. You try to be there for them. I believe Cher. Mm -hmm. So I believe that it, it's, it kind of sounds like he's having some issues. Yeah. She did something. 
but maybe not exactly the way it hurt. It wasn't four guys. There were three. three exactly. No, that's not. Well, you know, that's not what happened. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.